Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks, here's 1057 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coach Show, presented as always by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host David Cooks, former coach at Marquette. He's an author. Getting undressed from paralysis to purpose. <sighs> North Carolina whooped your boys, man. <laughs> oh, so now we got to start with I that. I started with Duke right off the All bat. Right, we can start with that. You know something? Uh, kudos. You know, when, when you're playing against somebody and their best player goes down, you know what you're supposed to do? Uh, Stomp them in the ground. Yeah. Now, look, it's a good win for you, North Carolina. I was just in North Carolina. Was that last week or this week? You're not traveling Two weeks much. ago. Uh, two weeks ago already? Yeah, yeah I think and so. So um, what's your favorite Kringle, by the way? I stay away from him now. I know you stay away, but if you didn't stay away, what would you get? Uh, cherry. Pecan. Or is it pecan? Uh, pecan. It's pecan. pecan. I don't know. Tomato, tomato? Yeah. Yeah, so Duke lost. I know the best Kringles are made in Racine. That absolutely. That's what, just, you know what that's called? Segway. Because we're going to talk about uh, see, 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 That's you. professionalism right there. <laughs> that is top-notch radio. Um, so yeah, your Duke boys got beat. And- yeah, yeah, we got beat. Um, but I got a lot of stuff on there. I got some Buck stuff on. I got some Marquette U stuff Badger on. I got stuff. some Badger stuff. And I got some one hundred five seven FM. The fan stuff on. There well we done. Hey, so a couple of weeks ago we had the Milosic family, in, and we talked about family trees, basketball family trees. And our man, our guest that's going to be with us a couple hours here today, and I'm excited about it. I get a chance to coach against him a couple times a year, mm-hmm. and maybe more. This year, yeah, <laughs> maybe more. Well, hey, how much Coach, can, can we just find out up front? How much coach talk are we gonna get today? I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna find out. He, I'll tell you this: He uh, Thanksgiving for him, mm-hmm. a lot of coach speak. Hey, how's the turkey? It's the best turkey in the world. <laughs> that, that whole bit. It's the Bennett way, man. They, they've been coaching a long time, and I have so much respect. And Nick, before I introduce you, I got to tell you this: Faith in the Zone show that I do. We've had guys on from. Uh, Bobby Bowden to Tony Dungy to David Cooks to D- Pastor mm-hmm. Daryl Strawberry, and I've been nervous for one show. And Dick Bennett was my guest. <laughs> and I said to him, Coach, I'm nervous. He goes, what do you mean you're nervous? I said, we've had all these guys on, Mark Jackson. And he goes, why would I go I don't, I, on the line, up the line? I'm yeah. such a big fan of his, and I just think the world of him as a basketball coach and his man – so, from the Bennett family, and, and, and he's a really good coach, and I know this firsthand, 
He's the head basketball coach at Racine St. Catharines. He's Nick Bennett. Nick, how you doing? It's good to doing see you. Doing great. Appreciate you guys for having us on. Congratulations on uh, conference championship. Obviously, the same to you guys. Yeah, That's thank you. Oh boy, here yeah. we go. <laughs> Let's, can we just get some violins? Did you ever get one of those? <laughs> a conference championship? Yeah. I think so, bro. I got to look Check back. The I don't, I don't Check think, the records. I don't think. Check the records. I don't think. I'm okay. just kidding. Uh, hey, uh, what time are the roses being delivered? Did you guys? Yeah, I'm sending them roses, guys? man. Absolutely. And two of his players are with us. We're going to get to them later. Those guys are players? Yeah. You know what? That dude with the beard over there. I thought he was like an assistant coach. Man, he's a good player. He's, in fact, he's a. Uh, <laughs> man, look at dude. I'll tell you what. I wish they could see him. I'll tell you this. I wish they could see him. you seen Cafferty play. You know how I explain Cafferty to people? He is a six foot five six Ethan Hap. Six foot five six. So that's somewhere in that range. So are you six saying they four. both don't make their free throws? No, man. What was that? a jab? Oh, 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 I gotta look. Wow. Hey, if that's the case, you tell me <laughs> during the break. Because if we play you again, we'll I, do hack a Cafferty. I, I'm teasing. I'm as big a fan of Hap as there is. I, if, if Quinn, if Quinn did half the stuff that he does, I would be pretty ecstatic. He's man. So he's, that's, just he, seriously, he's a player. Man, he, he is. He's a senior. He has been on varsity since freshman year. He went over a thousand points. You think I know a lot about Cafferty? He got hurt his, his freshman year. He'd be at about fourteen hundred points or thirteen hundred points in his career right now. Did he get a redshirt year or something? He, thank goodness, not. He's he didn't right. He's yeah, not going to be back next year, uh, you know, right? I think he's graduating. He's, he's one of those. Hey, that, kids. Is that reclassified? Except to be declassified? Yeah, he's he, one he, of those. He, kids. Does, he does decent in the classroom for you guys yeah. that don't know. He 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 got he. He got a thirty-five on the ACT for our for our listeners wow. out there. So he 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 does he does decent in the classroom can, as well. So he could do well in an, can, uh, with another year of high school. Can you say pick and save student? <laughs> he should be running the, the high school. <laughs> <laughs> pick and save student athlete of the week. We're going to talk to him about that. I think around eleven thirty, something like that. Let me run down the show at ten forty-five. Jack Bennett, Nick Stand. We're going to get reach out to him. Former high school and college coach, state of Wisconsin. If you've been involved at all in basketball, you know the Bennett family. And Jack Bennett, um, I believe, all-time winning as coach in Stevens Point history. High no, Semling, the current coach, Coach Semling, is he has, Yeah, I think Coach Semling just got this 300th win. Oh, okay. So. okay. Man. Well, obviously your dad did a great job there. You played for him, right? I did. How, yep. did, how was that for you, Nick? Well, as, as bad as I feel for myself sometimes with anything. I, I redshirted, so I played five years for him. My brother had my dad as a high school and college coach. Oh, so my, my, my brother had him for eight straight years, three in high school and five in college. So if I ever feel bad for myself, my, my brother had it worse than I did. But um, I've always said if you can do something you love and you can do it with the people you love, uh, that's a pretty good thing to have happen. And, and you know we were able to share that. Basketball has always been a little bit more than a game to us. I, yes. we, we try to keep it in perspective. It's, it's not a life or death situation or anything like that. But uh, – Basketball has always meant a lot to myself and our family. So to do it with the people you care about, it's it's a fun thing. So growing up, I would assume that some of your earliest memories is being in a gym, correct? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I talk to – I teach sociology at uh, at St. Cats, and we talk about early memories, the early childhood things, and I do. When I think back in my life, my, my first few thoughts of my life are spent in a gym, whether it was going to my dad's games when he was an assistant at Eau Claire – um, whether it was going to my Uncle Dick's games when he was the head coach at Green Bay, those are some of my first memories. I can think back to going to Tony's games when he played at Preble, sure. when uh, he played at Green Bay. Um, so, yeah, just thinking back on all that stuff, yeah, like some of my early memories, a lot of our 
a lot of our family gatherings are spent around a gym. Hey, I got to tell you my my favorite Tony um, story. I was doing a show here, and it was a fa- uh, uh, father's coaching our sons, and I had Andy Cerrone and Cam Cerrone, yeah. in, and my son Matthew was here. Mm-hmm. And Tony was at Washington State. Mm-hmm. And so I called out there and got the SID, and she said, I said, here's who I am, and this is what we're doing. And she said, you know, sir, he won't do interviews like that during the season. Can you call him during the offseason? And I said, no, could you just ask him? Because here's we're from Milwaukee, big fan. Here's what we're talking about. And she said, sir, I, I'm just telling you he's going to say no. And I said, that's okay. I'm prepared for that. But could you just please talk to him? She came back and said, he told me he would give you a full hour if you want it. And I said, I would like that. (laughs) And we talked to him about playing for his dad. And he made a comment that said, look, after every practice, I would shoot for an extra 20 minutes. Not because I needed to sometimes and not because I wanted to, because I wanted the other players to have 20 minutes to yell about their coach because at the end of the day, that's my dad. And it was really an interesting conversation and an interesting perspective that he brought to that conversation. There's absolutely an element to that, and uh, I know there's days that these guys are complaining about me. It's 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 part of the business, and 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 I hope they know every time I get after them, it's it's because I care about them. I want them to be better, and yeah, being the son of a coach, I, I had to understand that too. There was days when we had a rough practice, and he was after us. I understood. Yeah, I I might have to stay clear and let these guys vent a little bit. Right. Um. Uh. It, it was the hardest thing in the world. My brother and I always have the debate. Um, and I think this is one area where my brother and I did differ a little. My brother always said I called him dad at all times, on the court, off the court. He he was dad. He always said that that standard preceded being a coach. And uh, for myself, I did. I tried to kind of trying to divide it a little bit. And I always felt you you are my dad. You always will be, and all that stuff. But for those two hours that we're practicing, you are my coach. Yeah. I didn't want to be treated differently than the other guys. So. We butted heads to say more than a little bit. I bet. Um, we're both we're both we're both pretty sure of ourselves. We both think we know this game pretty well. But uh, at the end of the day, we both knew we were doing it because we cared about it and we cared about each other. In, uh, coaching my son, it was interesting because I did it when in AAU when he was in grade school and then in high school. Um, and that I think the first year of high school was difficult. And then I picked up a book called Coaching Our Sons. I coach. Uh, Coach Tank from Dodgeville wrote it's an older book yeah. now, but it has you, your family yep. in there, and it taught me a lot. And I read it a couple of times throughout coaching him in high school. And the most important thing that that developed for us is once we got to the kitchen table, I was his father. But until we got to the kitchen table after practice or after games, I was your coach, and so he would try to get in my wife's his mom's car after some games where he struggled a little bit and try to beat me to that kitchen table. But the amazing part is how much we have to talk about now. He's now 26, and he's married, and he's mm-hmm. got a baby on the way. Congrats, but we go yeah. right back to the high school days of you know, the, how much fun it was, and we've edited out all the bad stuff. Yeah. You, you just said that probably the most important thing about this, what we're talking about a, a father and a son, and it obviously could be a, a mother and a daughter, coaching relations. They have. The most important thing in this is that a spouse or the parent, the one that's not coaching, in my case, my mother, I had the best. I had the best uh, co-negotiator in the world. Um, she she freely would tell my dad, I, "I understand. I'm your I'm your I'm your wife, and I support you. I'm his I'm his I'm his uh, mother first. <laughs> yeah. So a- anytime we were at the dinner table, we were at home, and he was yelling at me. My mom would step in the way and say, "We've had enough. We're put we're we're putting last night's game in, in the wayside. You've told him enough. He can't guard, which I which I heard more than, <laughs> more than my fair share. Sure. So. 
make no mistake about it, yes, my dad and I were the guys that were coaching in the practice or whatnot, but having a support system, in my case, it was my mother and it was my brother there. And they, yes, they, they usually took my side, the, the, the kid's side. Uh, that sure did make things a little easier, too. Boy, that's a great point. And, and it's funny because we haven't had that point brought up on the show a lot. And it's a great point. The importance of I've, I, I did a show a couple weeks ago, Coaches' Wives. And, yeah. But maybe what I should do is players' moms. Maybe <laughs> I, that's the I show I great. should be doing. Because good good for her to understand. And, look, when, when you went to bed, I, I'm sure they had, a, they had a little bit of laugh of, of, you know what, you're right, I need to quit telling me you can't defend anybody. Um, because I know that, that my wife was that support team for my son. Yeah. I mean, she was there, and we, we would have conversations about some of the things that he would talk to her about that he wouldn't talk to me about. And how I, w- I was. I was tougher. Do you feel like your dad was tougher on you than he was other players? Yes. I, I think he probably became more lenient the older I got. I would say my, my redshirt year, my freshman year were probably the tougher ones because I, I was learning. I thought I, I thought I was ready to be a star in college. I was going, what the heck am I not playing for? Why, why am I have to redshirt? What the heck? I'm the man. And, right. and then quickly <laughs> I found I'm not, I'm not very good. Um, it's a hard reality for most kids when they go to college. Um, you know, we, we spend so much time talking about, you know, the Zions and, you know, the guys that it doesn't matter what level are their, their talent is going to shine through. But for 99.9% of athletes going from high school to college is a huge jump, uh, myself obviously included. And so understanding that it's not going to be easy uh, uh, makes it hard in and of itself. But then having your dad as the coach telling you, you're not even close to playing. You're not even close to good enough. Um, I can think back to the harsh reality. I could, my freshman year, uh, when he just flat out said, he goes, you are not good enough to be playing right now. And I just sat there, just jaw dropped, going, what is, what is this crazy guy talking about? Right. I, I'm a really good player. And then I can think back that we watched film and stuff. He goes, do you see what I mean? You're not very good. And then it took him to instill uh, a little bit more work ethic and being a smart worker saying, he's right, I'm not very good. And there's a reason why I'm not playing very much. And then after that, um, there was just more of an understanding. If we're going to do this, you, you're going to have to do it our way. It's it's not going to be your way. Hey, before we get to a break, and we need to get there, mm-hmm. but I want to ask you this. Did, was there a thought, ever a thought about not going to play for him? <laughs> were you going to, was there, because you had the opportunity to go elsewhere. Uh, n- no, <laughs> I wasn't, a, I wasn't a very good high school player. I was your typical six five hundred and seventy pounds soaking wet five man in high school. Um, so no, the, 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 the schools weren't drooling over me by any means, but, um, you know, it, 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 I didn't visit any other colleges. Um, a couple schools called me and I can think back distinctly where they said, you know, just out of respect, we're not going to recruit you because of your dad, which is fine. Yeah. I, I understood it was almost a formality, but would I have entertained it? I, I guess I would have liked to maybe visit another college or whatnot, but uh, I'm, I loved my decision. I loved my time at point. So I, I don't look back with any regret. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break. I'm going to bring on uh, a couple of players, and we're going to talk to them throughout the two hours because I'm big fans of theirs um, all the time except when we have to play them because I'll tell you what, they are a handful. And uh, this year, that game that you guys beat us in overtime was a would not happen we lost. That was a privilege to be part of that game, Coach. It's, it's, I mean, playing you guys, I mean, the talent, the level of coaching, the level of uh, a skill in that game on both ends, it's it's one of those – if, for people, I, I, I freely say, and I know it sounds probably a little arrogant, if you will, but I, I don't understand why more people aren't supporting local high school sports. Thank you for that. Um, I agree. There is, I'm just telling, if there's anyone out there listening who's sitting there 
and wants to say, I'll just watch it online, I'll stay in the phone. There is nothing like getting in the gym and watching young people, young girls, young boys, absolutely get after it on the court. And that's one of the fun things about playing teams like you, like Dominican, uh, like Prairie in our league. Prairie's tough, um, man. I mean, when you, when you are in there in the gym and you are seeing just these kids just get after something they really care about, I, don't stay at home. Get out there in the gym. It's, it's a lot of fun to be there. I agree. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, we'll continue our conversation. He's Nick Bennett, head basketball coach at Racine St. Catharines. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. For anybody, anymore. thrill is gone, baby. Man, please stop. The thrill is gone, baby. Welcome back baby. to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores. I'm Mike McGiver alongside David Cooks. SBB King. Talking Racine St. Catharines basketball. Know who it is? <laughs> Let's get into that. Give me a second. We're joined by two of the players that make this team go, and I know this firsthand. Quinn Cafferty. So happy he's re- he is he is going to graduate. You, you almost said retiring. Retire. <laughs> are you playing at the next level? Uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. Okay, it's good to see you again. How are you? Good. Tr- how are you? Therese Hunter, how are you? It's nice to meet you in person. I'm good. How are you? Good, man. I've uh, I'm a big fan of the way you play, you. Mr. Hunter. You. Yeah, big fan. You, it's uh, you, you are uh, both you t- the two of you and there's about six other guys on that roster <laughs> that the week of St. Catharines that we need to figure out. And uh, there's a chance we're going to get a chance to play again. We'll, we'll see. St. John's is good. Lakeside, Lake Mills, these are good basketball teams that we have to get through in order to get a chance to play again. Um, Quinn, let me start with you. You're a senior. Um, it went by quick, huh? Yeah, it did. It really did, didn't it? You didn't think as a freshman when you were sitting out a lot of the year because of that injury that it, that it would buy in a blink all of a sudden a senior night, right? Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. Um, yeah. Good, good career though. Yeah, very. It's, it's been really fun. St. Catherine's a good place for you. Yeah, yeah. You're happy with that decision. Do you know where you're going next year yet? Not sure yet. Um, I'm still waiting to hear from a couple of schools um, as far as admissions goes. But yeah, St. Catherine's been great. 30, 35 ACT. You, what, what are you waiting to hear from? Like, uh, oh, I know what you're waiting to hear. That money. Put some money on your table. If you could go anywhere you want in the country, where would you go? That's a tough question. Um, Maybe Stanford. Okay. Somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, California. Don't say Duke. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm juiced up because one, two things just happened here. I thought I'd never hear this. You asked a question that he said was a tough one. Let's just start with that. And then secondly, he went right to Stanford. You know, the one school I wanted to always go to hey, was Stanford. I didn't got, get in. I didn't get in, though. If you guys get a chance, um, listen to the next couple of weeks of the show. Because after that, I'll, I won't have a co-host anymore. That's the end of it, Matt. That's the end. He's man, gone, man. I'm on. I thought I was on a. I thought we were contracted out to the rest of the year, man. Yeah, three more weeks. Therese Hunter, um, what about you? If you could select a school that that you'd want to go to, you close your eyes at night and you'd say, "Man, if I could go there and play there, that's where I'd go." What would you pick? It's actually funny because like Duke is my dream school. It is. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, baby. Blue Devils. So, Quinn, it's you and I the rest of the show. It's so good to say. I'm only kidding. Hey, Racine St. Catharines, for you, obviously a good place uh, for you. 
Um, this team is awfully good that you guys have. You guys, I think, have won 11 in a row, and, and you beat us in overtime. You beat Dominican in overtime in that span. Um, uh, Quinn, I'll start with you. Our conference, the, people say, boy, it's really top-heavy. It, it is, but you add Prairie in there. Racine Lutheran has been playing really well. Uh, the, the BCC will get after it. The, this is a tough conference for basketball. Yeah, it is. Um, it's been maybe a little down this year compared to other years just because everyone's been so good in the past. Right. Um, my sophomore year, we had probably five or six teams that could beat anyone on any given night. Um, so it was it was really cool to see that you had to play on your A game every night um, in order to get the win. And yeah, that sophomore year, that was a good – I think we, we ended up winning the conference, then Prairie won it last year, and then – St. Catharines and Martin Luther won it this year. We played Prairie on Friday night, and they lost to all those seniors. They're good. Mm-hmm. They shoot the ball like crazy, and they spread you out, and they, and they knock down shots. And that's a difficult matchup, I think. I think more than anybody in our conference, they've really raised their game throughout the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, coach A, is, he's a great coach. Um, like him. Yeah, definitely. And um, they have a couple of really good players who, who know the game and um, know how to win. Hey, Tyrese, when, when somebody asks me what kind of player you are, I, look, I, you're not a, I don't know if you're a point guard. I think you could run point. Mm-hmm. You're more of a slasher and a scorer. Would you, would you agree to that? Yeah, I'll agree on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and defensively, you're, you're pretty good on that defensive end. You, you take uh, personal pride on that side of the ball? Yeah, because last year, like, coming in with Bennett, I didn't, I didn't really like defense like that. It was just more, give me the ball, let me go on offense. and. <laughs> I would like. I'm sure. Go I'm least. sure he's had a conversation or two with you about that. Yeah, I, I love it. He's, I didn't like defense like that. Right. <laughs> and you, you'd let him go and try to slap from behind so you could get out on the break, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've got a few guys like that. We got a couple of people on our team. I'm not naming anybody because they're all listening. When I told them you guys were coming in, they're all listening. Oh, they're all listening. Yeah, because you know what? Look. We we uh we don't mind you guys winning anytime you play anybody but us and we know that that we're like mirrors man, you know if we get a chance to play one more time it's gonna be one of those games that, you know the first game was a three point game and you guys had a chance to tie it, second one was you know to, into overtime and Az hit a big three mm-hmm. I've watched that thing about a hundred times, mm-hmm. really well run play by the way Coach Bennett thanks a lot for that. Uh, you could have just tried to tie it and go to double overtime, but you had to go for the win. Um, do you guys understand how tough it is to, to, to go to St. Catharines and play? I mean, you guys play there. That's your home gym. You play in it all the time. Do you understand the mystique behind playing, uh, coming down there and playing there? It's it's definitely not hard to understand. Um, they call it the pit for a reason. You're, the court's so low and everyone's above you. All the noise is coming down. Um, so it's it's been a great home court. Coach, you uh, you you had to coach a few games at St. Catharines, right? Yeah, yeah. How'd yeah. you do down there? Um, <clears throat> we we went home. You went home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we we start playing them in neutral sites. How about that? How, how about that for an answer? There you go. And still had trouble. Yeah, it, it, the program is incredible. They were man, and it's been that way a long, long time. Well, it has, and and you played for Coach Letch your freshman year, right? Mm-hmm. And um, look, he he. I'm a big fan. He's been he, he'd been at the school for a long time, it, and Coach Bennett came in a little bit different as far as what they run, but still the same as far as the foundation and the tradition 
of what you guys do. I, I And I've told this story before, but, but a couple of kids from St. Catharines need to hear it. I was in sixth grade, something like that. I was a little kid. And St. Catharines was playing at Marquette High School. This is years and years and years ago. And my mom, who didn't like driving in the, the rain, much less, much less the snow, got me. There's a there, We probably got four or five inches of snow. She said, get in the car. I'm taking you to a basketball game. And I said, Mom, it's snowing. She said, no, we got to go. A guy named Harvey Knuckles. No, no, no. Jim Jones, I'm sorry, was playing at Marquette against Allie McGuire. And I got to see Racine St. Catharines basketball. Back then, they had the black and white ball. They came out spinning it. They did it against, you know, against the backboard, laid it mm-hmm. in. And the excitement in that gym, I knew I was going to do something in basketball. I was either going to play it or I was going to coach it. And because of that, I always have this affinity with, with Racine St. Catharines because it was a big part of why I started doing some of the stuff that I did. And then I went and saw that gym. And got to coaching it, and it, there's something different about trying to get a win down there. Hey, Quinn, what makes this team so good this year? What's your feeling on it? Um, I think we all play together. Um, we we've all been playing together for a really long time. Um, we're familiar with each other. We know where each other are on the court, um, and we're all you know talented, and we want to win. Um, we're willing to sacrifice maybe a couple more points a game in order to get some more wins, which I think is unique because. So many people are worried about stats all the time, um, but in the real world, you can't you can't win um, if you're trying to average thirty a game. So I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Terry's, how about you? What do you what do you think the reason this team has been so successful? Um, just because we play together, and yeah, we know the game, and it's more like we know each other too on the court. So we, like Quinn said, we sacrifice, and we know how to get extra possessions out the game to win. And coming together as a team. Yeah, I agree. Where did, did you? Um, are you an AAU kid? Who do you play for? Uh, Kevin Looney Elite. Okay, and that's. Uh, uh, did you have you always played for for that group, or have you moved around a little bit? Yeah, I moved around. I was with Butler Elite. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you wanted to go with Kevin Looney. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How about did, did you? You played a lot of AAU, didn't you? Who'd yeah, you play I was for? on Butler Elite for um, the majority of my career, and then this last year I played with. Um, Playground Warriors. Okay, how'd you like that? It was good. It was it was nice meeting everyone from across the state. They're all really good kids, really good players. Is your goal to play um, basketball at the next level? Um, it's it's definitely a goal. Um, it just has to be the right fit for right. me. Um, so I'm still in the process of trying to figure that out. If your decision process on that, if 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 it's a school that you don't feel like you'd be able to compete or play at, but that's the school of your dreams, you you would you would take that over going to a school. That that has said, hey, come play basketball here. Yeah, it's um, basketball is a, a super big part of who I am and who I've always been. But um, the academic part is more what I'm focused on. Um, ideally, I'd be able to combine the two. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you know what you want to get into as far as? And look, you're a senior in high school, so you could change four times before you get to the car. <laughs> but do you have an idea what you want to get into? I'm thinking political science. Um, I, I'm really interested in politics and government. Um, so something in that. Well, boy. A lot of places to get that done, and good luck with that. Yeah, well, and you know what? <laughs> if you're interested in that, things change on, on an hourly basis. Yeah, you know, there's <laughs> absolutely. I, I've never in my life been around, and I've been around a long time. You know, a, a, a week in politics is like what it used to be a month or a year back in the day. Maybe two or three. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that'd be an interesting field to get well, into. You, you should have a lot mm-hmm. of options. You should have yeah. a lot of options for that. You, Therese, you want to play at the next level? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, got. A, he's a young they guy. They both though. can. Isn't he a young guy? He is a young guy. The team is young. 
I mean, you know, you, but maybe you, what he should do is go with Quint. He should like oh, reclassify. Yeah, he could. Maybe <laughs> Can we talk he about just graduate early? And, uh, <laughs> Coach you know, Ben is like, no. Don't you try to recruit my kid out of St. Catharines to college early? You don't want to do that, right? No. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. We're talking about seeing St. Catharines basketball with two really nice young men. Quinn Cafferty, he's a senior. They've got you listed at 6'5". You 6'5"? I don't know. It depends if I'm wearing shoes or not. I think he's more 6'4 half, but that's just me. Therese Hunter, they've got him at 6 feet. That's about right and quick as a hiccup. Man, if you get a chance to see St. Catharines play, you're going to see some really – well-coached basketball players. And uh, if everything works out well, let me think it would be uh, two weeks from today. Is that it? I think so, right? No. Two weeks from last Thursday. I don't know. I have to look. We'll figure it out. Coach Coach is not, he, coach you know is not even saying anything like over there. I'm not looking that far <laughs> ahead. I can tell you that. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, Tyrese, he never has to tell me that. He never has to tell me to speak up at all. Welcome back to the Wednesday's Varsity Blitz. High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save Stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host, David Cooks. Two players from Racine St. Catharines, we've held them over for another segment, and we're going to get back to them later in the show. And, and thanks to Coach Bennett, Tyrese, I, I've got to congratulate you on being a really good student-athlete. You understand the idea of being a student-athlete. You've been on the uh, honor roll, yeah, correct? Yes, sir. And I, I love that because it, it's not a right to play basketball. It's a privilege. Right, and you right. earn that privilege by taking care of your business in the classroom. So congratulations on that. Thank You're you. a young guy. Yeah. So when I asked Cafferty, who's who's a senior, and he's the old guy here between the two of you, um, what he wants to get into, he said uh, political science. Do you have any idea uh, your future on what, what you think you want to get into? I actually don't, but, like, I think in, I'll be thinking engineering. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. You're a math, uh, math science guy? Yeah, math and science. Yeah. There you go. There you Man. go. There you go. Good for them down at St. And he said, he said Duke. Duke is what yeah. he said. He said that's where he loved to go. They had a great engineering program. Yeah, well, so he's not as smart as the Cafferty kid. Yeah, but you know something? Um, <laughs> the Cafferty kid, you know, he could come yeah. to, yeah. you know, we'll get him. Hey, Quinn, you got a lot of basketball to play yet. And I'm not even going to ask you this question, Terrence, because it's – but for you, you've got you, – you have as many as seven games left or whatever it is to do this thing. Um, if, if, if you had to give me your favorite memory – of playing basketball at Racine St. Catharines so far, up until now, what would it be? It, it has to be that Martin Luther game when we beat you guys in overtime um, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, you want a great answer. What a great you know answer. What? We got to get you, know, you, we gotta a get you a break. I, I gotta go. <laughs> Why would I set myself up for that? that? Was, well, you know something? Uh, Kudos to him because he told you the truth. 
You know, I don't want the you, truth. You can't handle, I can't the, truth. handle the truth. I wanted that they beat Thomas Moore or something. I wanted some. Uh, it was a varsity reserve game when that he was is a great. freshman or something. That is great. Maybe we can Matt Cafferty. Maybe we can ask him. Uh, like, what's the difference between playing for Coach Letch and playing for Coach Bennett? Maybe say, we can ask no, him something I'm not like that. Doing that. Uh-uh, Coach Letch, he listens to the show. He'll call in, man. He'll call in. I, hey, I was there for. Uh, for that first game, when they, when they when they dedicated the floor to Coach Letch, and I didn't know that was going on, and I got there early enough to watch it, and uh, brought tears to my eyes. It was wonderful for um, for him and Mrs. McGuire to be out on the floor together, and uh, I, I figured the game would start sometime in the afternoon the next day because Coach <laughs> Letch can get after it when he starts talking. It's hard, but he uh, he got caught up in the emotion a little bit, and what a wonderful gesture for St. Catharines to do that. Uh, for Coach Letch, what was that freshman year like for you, playing for him? It was, to be honest, it was kind of um, intimidating. You know, going in as a freshman, I wasn't really sure whether I would even be on varsity, let alone play. Um, in those first six months, uh, or six games, sorry, two yeah. months of practicing games were were so, so much fun just because it was, you had that feeling that you're part of the legacy of St. Cats. Um, you look through the halls and you see all the people who went to college, even the NBA, um, won the state championships, and you feel honored to be a part of that, um, especially being a freshman. It was it was quite the experience. Hey, do you guys think that? And and I believe in this. And if you don't, that it's okay. But but the fact that the football program, look, I think winning breeds winning. I I do, and and not only in a, in a program or a team, but in a school. Do you feel that way as well? Yeah, definitely. Harry's, how about you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, the, the, these guys, um, you, you start getting used to it. And that football team, th- that was a surprise to guys like me. I didn't see that one coming. And they got up to that state championship, and then, then again I didn't see it coming until about 30 seconds left in, in the game. You played volleyball, right? How would you guys do in volleyball? Yeah, we. <laughs> I'm going to brag a little bit, but we had the first conference championship in uh, boys' volleyball history at St. Cats this year. So. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Are you on multi-sport athlete, Tyrese? Do you no, just play basketball? I, my freshman year, I tried out volleyball. It didn't work out really good. It did? No. <laughs> no. I quit the second day of practice. Nothing second like day of practice. Second, day. second day of practice. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take you long to understand you didn't no, like that sport. Basketball is going to be my number one option. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. You didn't try to keep him in volleyball? <laughs> I tried to convince him. It didn't work too After well. one day, what about volleyball did you not like? Um, all of first it? of all, when I first got there, we had to go outside and run a mile right away. So it's like, <laughs> well, I was running a mile for volleyball. So it's <laughs> yeah, there's no why. Why would you? But so day two, you didn't show. That was it. No, day two, I got there, and everybody was like in a group, and I was on the side by myself, and they was showing me how to hit the ball. And I'm coming in thinking like I know how to hit the ball. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I just felt separated, so I was like, maybe it's not for me. I no, just, let me go yeah. back to the court where I'm not really comfortable. Yeah. Hey, this uh, this group, and it's it, there's some seniors, but there's certainly some young guys on this uh, on this team. Um, you've been the leader now for two years, I would think, right? Have you seen progress for some of these these young guys? This point guard that you have, McGee's had he's playing exceptionally well. This young man next to you to your left, you got to be proud of the way they've progressed throughout the last two years. Yeah, they they've done a great job um, off season. It's been really fun to watch their progression. Um, and then the juniors too. Um, they were freshmen my sophomore year. Yes, 
and they were kind of tweeners between JV and varsity and to see how hard they've worked and to get to the, the starting level, the sixth man, um, it's been really cool. You are, have you, and I, well, let me ask you, I'll ask your coach about St. John's if he's seen St. John's because I, look, he came to watch us play the other day with his, how old is, how old is the little one? Eight months. So he had a date. Get him he had a date. Early. Eight months and he's <laughs> taking notes holding the baby. I was very impressed with that, by the way. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to kick these uh, these players to the couch and we're going to bring them back later in the show. But Jack Bennett, who is uh, Nick Bennett's dad, is going to join us on the other side. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Oh, yeah. To the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Got a headache, and I don't know why. Presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. We're talking mostly Racine St. Catharines basketball with Nick Bennett and a couple of players he brought in studio. And I asked Nick if we could get a hold of Jack Bennett, his dad. Big fan of his dad's. Big fan of the whole Bennett family when it comes to basketball. And uh, Jack was kind enough to give us a few minutes of his time. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. It's uh, nice to be with you. Uh, is this a little bigger market than the Plover Stevens Point area? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. But uh, hey, look, we uh, we love uh, talking to Nick Bennett. We love the job he's doing at Racine St. Catharines, and and I got a chance to introduce myself to you, Jack, uh, at the Lake Mills game. And yeah. I was just I was just uh, showing the guys from St. Catharines. I said, "Do you ever watch uh, Jack up in the perch there?" And Nick said, "No, nah, I don't look up there." I said, "Let me, let me uh, do do Jack Bennett for you." I sat in my chair. I stood up. I sat down. I stood up. I sat down. Stood up. And he said, "Man, there's still a lot of passion when it comes to basketball with my dad and the stuff we're doing at St. Catharines." Hey, Jack, um, what was it like coaching your boys? Well, it was it was probably easier on me than it was on them, but it's. As time has gone by, it was one of the best experiences of a lifetime in coaching. And, and I, I admit there are many nightmare stories about fathers or mothers who have coached their sons or daughters, and it just didn't work out. But um, I'm not saying it's always easy, but it was an excellent experience. And it was probably tougher on my older son, Jay, because I coached him in high school, at Rhinelander, then got the point job, so I had him eight straight years. He redshirted one year when he transferred from Michigan Tech, and and I've said this as a joke, but it's not really a joke. We still talk to one another. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you know, we talked to Nick Pryor um, in the first segment, and look, he made a really great comment. He said, "Look, I had a good ambassador in my corner. My mom was in my corner, and." She, you know what, she could talk to my coach and talk to my dad about, hey, enough. I don't want to hear that he can't defend anymore. Let's just have dinner and be quiet about that. And so I think coaches' wives and coaches' moms play a big part in the dynamic of coaching families. They really do. And we had an understanding And and when I started coaching my sons. I know I had talked with my brother, you know, before he even coached Tony at Green Bay. Uh, and I talked to other fathers, and most of them said, you're going to have some disagreements 
with anyone you coach, but especially your son. And if it's serious and it's brought to the attention of the mom, the mom, in my case, it's my wife Sue, said, I will always side with my son, (laughs) even if I think you're right. He's growing up and you're the adult, or at least sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) I think that's great advice because they need that reinforcement. And that doesn't mean that you don't coach them hard, but they do need they need something at home that's unconditional. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Hey, Jack, the, the difference between uh, coaching at the high school level and at the college level, how, how big of a difference was that early on for you? Well, it, it wasn't a huge difference. I had assisted for a number of years at Eau Claire, uh, but then when I took over at Point, that was a dream. The, the biggest difference is this. Here's pros and cons. I loved high school. The kids were more impressionable. They're growing up. You're seeing not only uh, physical development, but even more character, personality development in high school. In college, the advantage is they were all pretty darn good high school players, and they are closer to adulthood. You can deal with them as adults. And, you know, parents have a say, rightfully so, sometimes a little overdone. In high school, they're going home to their parents. In college, their parents are driving home 100 to 200 miles. So you really are dealing with that athlete on much more of a professional level. But I love both levels. I, I really did. I think high school is still where it's at. As far as development, I know AAU has probably equal footing, but I still respect the job high school coaches do. And in college, it, it becomes a little more competitive, but it's, it's still about character development as well. Jack, do you miss, uh, do you miss coaching? Yes. Do you miss? Yes and no. I miss the preseason coaching where you see a team gain its personality and you're running drills i miss big games you you miss the big victories we were fortunate those last two years and nick helped lead us to those national titles i do not miss very disappointing losses even though you learn from them with time i've even come to appreciate as al mcguire said the greatest emotion in sport is victory and the second greatest is defeat but at the time it's difficult um it, and there are some think, situations that you have no control of over off the floor. Now, one of the reasons I got out when I did is the summers were taken up with our camps, recruiting at Stevens Point, and I'd coached about 34 years and just decided, this is before we were fortunate to win those titles, that when I really don't want to give all that time in the summer, in the off season, I don't want to coach just you know, to gain statistics, to get more numbers. Either give it 100% or get out and let somebody else take over. Hey, when um, when you get a chance to come down and, and, and see Nick coach and the job he's done at Racine St. Catharines, a lot of respect from him, and I'm in conference with him. So, you know, I'd like to be able to bash the guy, but I can't because <laughs> I think he's doing a really good job. you got to be really proud of the job that he's doing there. He's done a terrific job, and he's in a league with such such high-level, experienced coaches. Uh, he, he didn't take over an easy job. No. Even though there was some rebuilding to be done at the very time, 
There is such deep tradition. And one of the things that I most admire is he is doing it his way. He, he, he respects the history of that league, but he's just simply trying to get the best out of the talent he has. And I thought this year, I, I've, I've seen just about every one of the Martin Luther games over his past three years. I've seen just about every Dominican game. Uh, it, it's amazing to me that he's able to get what he has out of a fairly youthful program. And, again, it, it's rewarding when you can win in a league like that because I think basically if you win in that league, you can play anybody at that Division three, four level. So um, he understands what's important about competitive athletics. It isn't just about winning and losing. It is about having a great experience and, and having kids who really enjoy it. And maybe some of them will go into coaching themselves. But I'm very proud of what he's done down there. Hey, Jack, when um, when your family gets together, when you and, <laughs> and Dick and all the, all the Bennett's, yeah, do you guys talk any football at all, or baseball, or is it just basketball? I know, I know, your brother likes talking golf nowadays. Yes, uh, he talks more golf than anything, and in fact, he uh, he sometimes does not want to talk about that. The story's fairly well known. He he won't watch Tony's games. He'll watch maybe a replay. Um, I, I wish he could enjoy it more. I'm not telling you. You 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 did point out very accurately. I will go up in that perch, especially <laughs> and I act like a madman. Yeah. The other day, I was watching the the Facebook highlight of the uh, last Martin Luther game, and I'm embarrassed to say I heard my voice over that replay <laughs> a couple of times, and it it was some sometimes a little bit critical, sometimes too too opinionated, but I enjoy that, watching that team play, watching my son, son play. Do we talk some basketball? Oh, you bet we do. You we bet. talk about what's really important and systems and styles and all that. But in the end, at this age, you just want to try to enjoy it. And I, I know he does. I know I do. We really do enjoy watching our, our son's coach. I'm enjoying watching my step-grandson. He's a starter for Kimberly this year, and they're, they just won that league, and they're number three in the state Division One. But it is a little more emotional. As, as I've told a number of friends who have said, oh, I'll bet you're having fun this year. I said, I'm too old for this, but it is invigorating. <laughs> hey, it does keep you young. Jack, I'll tell you this. If I had a dollar for every time I heard the line, if I heard this on the line, up the line, on the line, <laughs> up the line. If I had a buck for every time I watched that tape of, of Dick Bennett on the get on the line, up the line, I would never have to work again. I can tell you that. I, and you I, know what's you know what's ironic about it is they don't use that anymore. I know he, he left that philosophy basically at Green Bay. I could tell you a little of the history in high school and even here at the point when he coached there, he did. But when he got to Green Bay, the athletes were better, and just quickly he said, we're getting beat by really quick first steps, and what they do at on-the-line, up-the-line stuff, they collapse us on the rebound on the weak side. We've got we've to pack the lane. We used to call it play in the gaps, the gap defense, yep. and keep people so that they can really get to their man on the skip pass and they can box out better. 
So he he made some money on that, but he doesn't. He never used it there at the end of his career. Uh, he made a few. Tony's made not a, using it at Virginia either. Made no. a few bucks on us, didn't he, David? Absolutely. You bet. I, I wore off the tape. I'd go buy a new one. Jack Bennett, thank you so much for your time. I can't uh, I can't say thank you enough, and uh, you should be proud. He's uh, your son's doing an awfully nice job down at Racine St. Catharines, and and the only thing I can hope is if he does get a chance to play Martin Luther one more time this year, that maybe you'll have to console him a little bit. I, I don't I don't know if I want to see that because it's <laughs> such an intense game. And uh, boy, Martin Luther's got some athletes. They're well coached. Uh, it's just it's really what high school basketball is all about. And and when I went to the Dominican game where they had to have it last week, and and uh, Giannis showed up to see his brother. That's what high school basketball is about. Yeah, so we're we're you guys li- are doing a great job. Keep promoting the high school game, and thank you, I Jack. Appreciate time you got it that's jack bennett let's get to a break other side of the break head basketball coach of brighton stratton he's in the parking lot trying to get in i gotta go <laughs> open this door and i'm gonna get to him and we'll talk to him on the other side this is the wendy's varsity blitz high school basketball coaches show presented by our local pick and save stores on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks, here's 105.7 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, as always presented by our local pick and save stores. How good was Jack Bennett? Man, I was telling his son. I didn't know who I was listening to. My goodness. To. I was like, is that Dick? Is that Sounds Jack? a little bit like Dick. Just a little he, bit. I'm, he doesn't to you, I'm sure, right? I, I can usually pick him out, but. Yeah. yeah. He was good. He was great, though. I mean, the same concepts, principles, character, yeah. you know, things that, that are, go beyond the game, but are. And significant to winning games and you know, all that kind of stuff was it was great just to hear that could have had him on for an hour oh e- easy easy and easily. and i just pick his brain on he probably wouldn't give me a lot of st Catherine stuff but maybe overall stuff he yeah would, well you yeah, would hey, give me yeah, stuff keep the number keep the number i and, got the you know, number you can um he told me off the air that he knows exactly how to slow down tyrese hunter yeah, yeah. i i think that's what he told me so i'm gonna call him he says he's got some some videotape and he told me to always take Cafferty's left hand. No, he didn't tell me any of that. I'm only kidding. You know, he, uh, what an honest, uh, Nick, what an honest statement he had when he said, yeah, I do. I miss it. I miss big games. I miss the summer part. I miss watching I mean, uh, the preseason part, watching how this team's going to develop and what that character of the team's going to be. But the fact that it's a full-time job at that college level, that was the end, I guess, right? Yeah, just because you retire doesn't mean you're not competitive anymore. I think that's the right the, the hard thing. It, that doesn't just wash away because uh, you're no longer on the sidelines. So uh, the competitive instinct is still in him. Like he says, he uses on the golf course. I don't golf. He, he probably holds that against me. Yes, he does. Um, you know, he, he'll still call me after a round and tell me how he played poor or bad, and I'll tell him quickly how I, I really don't care that much. <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he uses it in different ways now. Now, he, like I sure. said, his grandkids, he watches them. Uh, obviously, our teams, Tony's team. So uh, he tries to stay in the game, but uh, just just because you're not on the sideline doesn't mean that you're not competitive anymore. No, I agree with that. And look, we have a college coach that's joining us in studio right now. And we'll ask him 
about you know the 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 pressures of of winning at the college level. He is Matt Mackerzak. I'm the right there, Brian Stratton, head coach. And before we get to Matt, I just want to thank Brian Stratton for coming back as a sponsor to our coach's corner. And I really want to thank Ryan and all the people, really good people at Bryant and Stratton uh, for coming back as a sponsor to all the high school stuff that I do. Matt, it's nice to meet you in person. You're doing a nice job over there. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I don't know uh, how I'm going to follow up Coach Bennett, but uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't put a good slot in here with uh, having to follow that up. No, yet. you know what? <laughs> look, anybody that followed him. I wouldn't want to have to do that. And look, you're doing a nice job. You guys got a nice win the other night for sure against MATC. That was a big game for you guys. Yeah, we've won uh, 10 in a row. I think we're really improving, which this time of year is the kind of time where a lot of teams get stagnant. And I think our group's done a nice job of just keep getting better, which has been fun to coach. Hey, give us your background, where you grew up, where you coached, where you played, stuff like that. I'm from Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, okay. so not that far away. Um, I was a very, very marginal player at best and uh, went to UW-Green Bay as a student manager and worked for Coach Kowalczyk in sure. two years and then Coach Wardle for two years. I got kind of fortunate with that where Coach Wardle ended up getting the job going into my junior year. So my junior and senior year, I got to do a lot more stuff than what a typical manager would do. And um, being a small Division One staff, I got to you know do a lot of coaching things. Um, after that, I've, I've been at the NCAA Division II level the last six years, um, and then this is my first year here. So, Well, congratulations. And I, the roster is filled with Wisconsin kids. And if you listen to this show at all, you know how important that is to, to me and to the guys that are on the show because I want those two guys on, on the couch right there, if they want to play at a high level in college basketball, it's available for them. They have taken care of all of their business in the classroom. They're high-level players. I want every kid that plays on a high school basketball team that if he wants a chance to play at the next level, I want those are the kids I want to see fill the rosters of Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, junior college, two-year programs. I want to see Wisconsin kids on those rosters. And I looking at your roster, I think it's probably – 70% are from this area, and I want to thank you for that. Do you um, do you find that it's important that, that you, you, you pick the best players you can from this area to come to Brighton Stratton? Absolutely. Our best player this year is Justin Brookins from Waukee Vincent, and he's, he's got a chance to be pretty special uh, at, the, at the NCAA level after this year. I think our situation is very unique. Um, we're a junior college, but I tend to not – have a ton of interest in recruiting maybe the typical junior college kids yep. we try to get a lot of high academic good qualifiers maybe not 35 act guys but, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. I mean, but but good yeah. good academic kids that are there uh mostly to raise their level the kind of unique thing is obviously in our state we only have the one division two school right so mm -hmm. my last six years we've been recruiting a ton of wisconsin at that level battling the Stevens Points, battling the Whitewaters, trying to get kids that... Where were you prior to uh, this? Bemidji State the last yeah. four years. I just used to yell about you guys, guys like you all the time. Cause, and look, let me just be honest. To, to have a kid from Milwaukee travel and look at all the quality schools they're going to go to to get a $2,000 scholarship to Bemidji State. I used to yell at you boys all the time. For sure. <laughs> now that you're in, you're in, in eyesight of me, I'll stop yelling at you. But do, do you know what? I, I just thought... And, and I've said this in football and in basketball. Look, there's the, the, the WEAC is the best Division three in, in the country. 
in football and basketball. Mm-hmm. I believe that. And if you get a chance to to stay in state and let your parents come see you play, so I'm sure you're singing a different from different hymn book right now. Yeah, I, we've battled a lot against the WEX mm-hmm. as far as our low scholarship kids, especially like you said, a two thousand dollars scholarship. You're paying the same. Why would you not stay home right and play for a team that's probably having a little more success and things like that? At this level now, it's it's really interesting. I think. We have a very specific niche, and I can usually tell right away. If a kid is a, a, a student that can afford a little bit, they should go to the WEAC. They should be happy. They should do that. But there's certain kids that, that don't have the money, don't have the parental support, um, don't want to pay for school. And with our scholarship ability, it really gives some of these kids a chance to graduate from four years of college with little to no debt. And um, that's an opportunity that is kind of nice to be able to give for the kids that don't yeah, want to go pay for school. Yeah, explain that part of it, the scholarship part of it. I know that uh, MATC all of a sudden is is doing some of that as well. I think you you forced their hand a little bit, and maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I think. But Brighton, Stratton, you guys offer scholarships. So is it where you have a certain amount of, of do, you, do you do partials or do you do fulls? Do you have a certain amount of money that you have that, that you can use? Yeah, and I th- it's a it's basically a lump sum of money, and you right. can divide it up as much or as little as you want. Um, that was probably one of the advantages for me coming in. It maybe was a little bit easier because NCAA Division Two is very similar to that. Okay, where you have some options, you can you can break it up into a bunch of different smaller chunks, or you can just go for a few key players. And, right. Um, I think you know this year we were a little more divided, and I think going into next year it's going to be a lot more full ride kids as we're able to maybe compete for some of these higher level guys. Do you guys also have a JV? We do have a JV, and that's been a unique, odd thing for me. Not only junior college, I think we're the only private junior college I know of. I think we're the only junior college that has a JV team. We're kind of a cross between uh, a private D3 school meets an NCAA D2 school. We're kind of somewhere in there. But the JV thing is has been interesting. I think that's more of an opportunity for guys that – uh, just want to continue playing and maybe aren't going to have the option at other schools. That's kind of how I view the JV thing. More than a, we're not going to recruit a kid real hard against other schools in order to come to our JV. It more just provides them an opportunity to play. Hey, Brooke is as quick as a hiccup, isn't he? Yeah. yeah he's he's fun to watch, isn't he? Yeah. He's putting up big numbers for you. Yeah. He's, he's uh, good. won four region player of the weeks in a row, something like that. He's gonna got a good chance of being an All-American. Uh, he's kind of a classic kid where – Coming out of high school, we offered him at Bemidji up in D two, but he was he wasn't he wasn't a college basketball player. He was a scoring guard that was really good at scoring it, but he wasn't he didn't see everything. Yeah. And now he's became a leader, a pure point guard. I think he's averaging seven or eight assists over the second half of the year, where the first half he was probably at two or three assists. He's just really developed. Hey, so now he's a freshman. Mm-hmm. So is he committed to, to to stay both years, or how does that work? And can he now, after having a a big time freshman year, can he, if if other colleges are coming their way, I don't under, I don't know. So traditionally, junior college is a two year commitment. You go right. there for two years, you graduate, and then you're able to go on to a Division One school. Sure. If you are a qualifier and have good grades coming out of high school, you only have to be there for a year. So a lot of junior colleges, especially in the Midwest, they want guys there for two years they tell them in recruiting you're making a two-year commitment for us i'm kind of like we're in milwaukee there's a ton of good players i want good students anyways come for one year and leave if you're able to yeah and we have about four guys that i know are leaving 
Justin's right on the cusp. He has a bunch of Division II offers. He can go Division II, not pay anything for school. Selfishly, I would love to love to have my <laughs> All American back for another year and see him t- try to take a crack at that D one dream. Yeah, um, a lot of the stuff I used to recruit against. Now I'm like, yeah, D one. That sounds good. You really want to be D one. <laughs> it's amazing how we can change uh, as coaches. We are flexible, Coach Bennett, aren't we? Yeah, we're flexible with this stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listening to Matt talk about it. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting process. But I'm a Division Three guy. I played Division Three. I'm proud to say I played Division Three, and I'm happy you say. You know, I do think the Wyack. I'm biased, uh, but I do think it's the best Division Three conference in the nation, uh, year in and year out. So I, I always tell kids, go where you're going to be happy. Go right. where it's going to be a great experience. Whether that's Division One, Two, Three, Junior College, NAI. Because at the end of the day, if you just want to put on your Twitter that you, you got a scholarship or something like that, that's great if that's what's going to make you happy. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be somewhere for a year in and year out at the practices, traveling the games, you got to be somewhere that you're going to enjoy it and be around people that you enjoy being around it. I agree with that. Matt, can we hold you another segment? Yep. i got a bunch more questions to ask. We were joined by the head basketball coach. He's at Brighton Stratton. They've won 10 in a row. Um, you guys got a big day tomorrow, right? Uh, next week, Thursday. See, well, did you get seating? Was that last week? Uh, yeah, I have seating tomorrow. Seating yeah. meeting tomorrow. It's a little less worrisome <laughs> now that we've won enough. I kind of know where we're going to be seated, where and I feel a little bit seated? better. We'll, we will be the second overall seed in the region, um, and two teams from our region go to the national tournament. So you needed to be in the top two, and we were able to uh, do that. Man, congratulations. congratulations. What's next Thursday, then? Uh, first round of the playoffs. Against? Um, what do you should think? should be Prairie State um, at home. Um, at Mount Mary's campus at 7 p.m. There you go. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we will uh, talk about that a couple of times before you go. Uh, let's get to a break. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Do you ever wonder why a basketball coach does what he does? What's his coaching philosophy? What are some of the drills he does every day to make his team better? It's time for the Coach's Corner, brought to you by the Bryant and Stratton College Athletic Department. The name of the band is Tango Lines. I guess I did pick this one. Yeah, I get the last These one. These are Homestead guys. Tango Lines? Yeah, 53 weeks. It's because he broke up with his girl 53 weeks ago. And that's the name of the song? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. How are you? Welcome uh, back. Welcome back to where we're, we're joined by the head basketball coach at Racine St. Catharines, a couple of his players in studio, and the head basketball coach at Brighton Stratton College. He's Matt Mackerzak. Hey, coach, can you give us a drill or two that you do on a daily basis um, during during this Brighton Stratton co- uh, coach's corner? We do this every week, and we just ask for a staple drill or two that you do because you believe in so much whether it's on the defensive or the offensive or the rebounding, whatever you think, but a drill you do every day? Yeah, I mean, we do a lot of the kind of similar stuff that a lot of people do with Shell and all that, but the ones that um, I've done through a few different schools I've been at that I kind of like is we start every practice, we call it 52-2, and um, and it's a three-man weave type drill where you get a layup and you get two perimeter jump shots um, from the three-point line. And in two minutes, your goal is to make 52 shots. Okay. Um, we do that right after we stretch and warm up. And I, I've really enjoyed it in the sense of we run if we don't get it. And it's a definitely a good test of are we mentally ready? 
because you got to throw some passes, you got to run hard if you're going to make it, and you got to knock down shots. And I think when we put the pressure of if we don't get it, we're gonna we're gonna run for it. It kind of forced some guys to get in the gym earlier to get loosened up and shoot some shots before. So the first thing we're doing wasn't coming in and, and missing shots. And they they know that that's how you're going to start practice. Yeah, they know how that's going to start practice every day. We were had really bad starts to the year early on. And that was when I decided we're going to do this every day. And if they don't get it, we're going to run. It was probably somewhere first half of the year, but we ended up doing it one day seven times. And, and the running punishment was pretty extreme if you didn't get it. Right. And after that day, there was a little more urgency to it from there on out. Yeah, we, we, we ran a similar thing when I was at Marquette High. We called it the Carolina drill. Yeah. And um, I remember one kid came up. Uh, it was his first year. He was uh, a kid named Phil O'Connor, 6'10 kid, 6'8 kid. And we made our run. And he didn't know what varsity practice was like. And if we didn't make our number, we just did it until we made it. And he didn't know. We did it like 10 times oh, at the man. beginning of practice. And he's like, are we going to do anything else today? No, not until we get this. Yeah. And that's a great drill to do. And we actually increased our number on a weekly basis so that each week we had to get a, a higher number throughout the season. Coach, is that so, – so three guys go down and back – um, well, we ha we have lines. So we have three on a baseline, three on the other baseline, and three guys going. They they weave it, make a layup, two perimeter jump shots. Um, the guy who uh, is on the baseline grabs the ball out of the rim uh, from the layup guy, and we have two guys in the uh, corners, and after they pass, they start the three-man weave the other way. Okay. So we need about five balls going, um, two balls in each corner on opposite sides passing, and then the one ball in the middle just keeps going layups the whole time. How often do you hit 52 or more? Well, so we had done this at Bemidji, and I would say we did it every time the whole second half of the year and probably barely missed it. And our group, the first few times, was probably making it at about 25% of the time. Okay. And I partially used that of, you know, some of our guys think I'm a Division One player, I'm a Division Two player. I'm like, guys, our Division Two team, which was fairly average, never missed this, and you guys can't make it, yet you think you can go play at that level. And I think it kind of woke some of them up. Um, now I would say we make it probably 80, 80 to 90 percent of the time, which I think shows how much better a team gets, not just at the drill, but at shooting as the year progresses. I think all teams just get so much better at shooting because they're in the gym every day. Right. Nick, um, question for you. Do you guys do a lot of the same uh, drills every day in practice? Do you change it around a lot? What, what's your philosophy on that? For, for non-basketball people, they'd probably be kind of bored watching our practices for the most part. Um, the drills that we did on day one of practice, we are still doing. We have about five That's or six true. drills that they're every day. Um, we're, we're pretty fundamental, I'd like to think, in our practices and our approach. Um, there's only so much you can teach athletically. Yes, you can improve guys' win. You can get them in better cardio shape or whatnot. But, you know, in the course of a season, I can't take a guy with a 15-inch vertical and make it a 30. I can't make a guy that isn't very strong and make him a powerhouse in the course of a season. So that type of stuff, it's kind of the hand you're dealt but um, I definitely think we can improve our, our, our jump stops and our pivots. Yeah. I definitely think we can improve our ability to be strong with the ball and shin it around the rim. I think we can improve our ability to, to save turnover. So um, our, I'm sure our guys would tell you they're probably bored at practice half the times, and I, I really don't care that much no. about that. <laughs> um, I care about if we're taking care of the ball in the game, if, we're, if our approach is sound. And then I always say, hopefully your talent, your abilities will take over from there. Hey, guys, I'm going to ask you, too, this time of year – um, Matt, I'm going to start with you. This time of year, do you do you pull back um, the the amount of time that you're you're on the floor with these guys? Do you watch more film? Do you do you 
you know, do you adjust what you're doing this time of year because it's playoff time and it's been a long season? Yeah, I'm trying to reduce our time on the floor just a little bit. But I would say more than that, it's more shooting stuff. Um, when we're really clicking offensively, I don't really see a whole lot of need to just keep going over our offense. If, if everything's going smooth, it's almost like it's not broke. Let's just ride it out. We're hot. Let's just go with it. Um, probably a little bit more film, a little bit less total time. The one thing I'm, I'm very aware of this year is just staying in better shape. I feel like some teams lose their shape at the end of the year. So we've actually gone in this week today. We did some running. Um, which sounds a little oh, odd I for this time of year. Bet they love you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I bet they just Christmas cards are still coming. I bet. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't. It, it wasn't outside, was it? No, oh, it wasn't. Soft, it wasn't outside. Soft. We probably should have done it. I, I like saying I bet no, there's no other junior college team in the country that's running wind sprints this time of year, and I think it gives our guys a little mental edge when we're playing some of these other teams, just knowing we're probably working a little bit harder than a lot. Hey, what what would you um, consider your greatest challenge? At the, at, at, you know, you've been in a number of places, you've seen a lot of stuff. What's your greatest challenge now that you're running this program? Uh, we have all freshmen. And so everything, subbing and drills, every little detail, um, unlike almost any other level, it's all new kids. No one understands anything about what you're trying to do or what you, know, what you have in or any of that stuff. And not only are you dealing with that, but you're also dealing with all kids that were the best player on their high school team for the most part and probably got away with a lot of bad habits. So now you're kind of combining the two challenges, the normal college challenge of having these kids that were stars with the challenge of having nobody who really understands what the level's about. And through the first month, I couldn't even watch NBA games or other college games because I'd get so frustrated about, like, how do our kids not see, run the floor hard, or get back on defense? Because they just didn't understand any of the college basketball stuff. How, how do you then, and, and, and I don't know if you do this or not, how do, you, how do you develop or build culture or tradition given you've got a transient kind of clientele, for lack, lack of a better word? Yeah, I think I, we hopefully will have a few kids coming back that can maybe help with that. But I almost think you're building a – you're building a team um, as much as you're building a program because all these guys came in new and it, it's a lot of the amount of effort spent on culture stuff the first two months. It was almost all I cared about. The, the results and the plays and all that stuff didn't matter to me. It was like, let's spend the first two months teaching them what time to show up to practice, teaching right. them what to wear how to sub into drills, all that stuff. And being year one, I had no idea if that was the right approach or not. I, I was just guessing that's probably what we should do. And right now, I'm really glad that's how we went about it because the last two, three months, I haven't had to even talk about that stuff. So we almost have to build a culture in a microwave fashion of, in a month, here's our culture. Mm -hmm. Go. How old are you? Can I ask? Uh, 28. Yeah. One of the young guts. These young cats. Just man. a young, young guys. Man, it's a young man's game. A younger, it's a younger yeah. man's well, game. Well, I'll tell you I'm what, I'm still young. Let's yeah, you put, are. Let's just put that but out I'll there. But I'll tell you this: when you talked about how tough it is to follow Jack Bennett, you know what? It might be a young man's game. You watch him at those St. Catharines games. He's got as much energy as anybody in the darn building. I'm telling you. And so he he might not want to do it every day. Because he wants to spend some time on the golf course, but man, Matt, your uh, your long term goals is to, to win a national championship at Bryant Stratton. I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe not so long, right? Yeah, yeah. I think. Do you I have mean, a shot this year? 
I would say we have a shot. We beat Triton, who won the national title last year and is even better this year. We can beat anybody in the country. We're, we're going to be ranked about 15th in the country in the final polls that come out next week. Um, the big thing is you have to win four games in seven days to win the national title at this level. That's why you're running line drills today. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> That's what I'm I mean, it is. I mean, that we're going to have to be in really good shape. Um, we're going to have to kind of put it together night in and night out. Um, I think we have a chance this year, but I, I, I definitely think, you know, once you get there, you're in the Sweet 16. So then you just have to go kind of plug them off one at a time and see yeah. what happens. Last question. How do you get a 6'8 kid from Venezuela to come to Milwaukee? That's, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. called recruiting, man. Yeah, yeah. I had gotten the job in April, so about April 1st, and we had one returner. And uh, overall, we needed to bring in 30 players, including the JV team. And we needed a whole varsity team of about 15 guys. And so it was a wild April to August, that was about the most crazy four months of my life. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and we were kind of looking wherever we could, and there aren't a lot of six eight kids available on April 1st that are <laughs> interested in going to Division two junior colleges. Now, can, can he play at all? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I would say the first two months he really struggled adjusting to just the American game, and he was kind of typical Euro pick-and-pop guy and wasn't rebounding, wasn't finishing inside, and um, now he's our starting center, and he's ha averaging about nine rebounds the last eight games. He's just kind of changed himself and kind of fit into the more of the American style of basketball. Hi, who's on your staff? Uh, Troy Coleman um, and Brian Garner. Troy, Troy, Troy Coleman from Marshall. Uh, from Marshall, Troy yes, Coleman. He's yes. back in town. Troy Coleman yeah. from Marshall. When we did got he him back in town. We he got him back from Texas. Yeah, he moved back just yeah. for this. He was at uh, one of our practices at yep. Martin Luther a couple weeks ago. And I reminded him of my favorite Troy, Troy Coleman story. We coached in an all-star game against each other. Okay. Right? And so we're at uh, we're at some place, and, and they give us the roster. They give us five minutes to look at the roster. And then I we flipped the coin. I got the first pick. He got the next two. Then I went. Then he went. And halfway through the draft, he said, hey, there's like 50 people there. He said, can we take a timeout? I need to talk to Coach McGivern. So we walk outside. I go, what? He goes, what are you doing? I said, what? He goes, you're going to get killed. I said, no, I like my group. He goes, I'm telling you, if you wave a white flag during this game, I'm not pulling back. I said, okay, no worries. He took all these guys from the city that could dunk on anybody, and I took those guys that would get in the gap and make one extra pass. In fact, my first pick was a kid from St. Catharines. For first pick in the draft was a kid that went to I, he went to uh, Indiana, Indiana State. State. Uh, point guard, 6'4". Yeah. Huh? Steve McRarder. Yes. Yes. Ended up in Milwaukee. Yes. First he, pick in the draft. Good pick because he right. killed me down at the, at the L. <laughs> and then I, I, I took uh, a kid from Manami Falls. Kid from, So I said, okay, I understand. No worries. The last pick in the draft, it was his pick, and it was a kid from Marshall. He said, I don't want this kid. I said, I'll take him. He said, good luck with him. So we had one practice for 30 minutes. I made sure I mentioned the kid from Marshall. His coach didn't want him. He got the MVP. He had like 25 and 20. And we just, we were up 100 and, I don't know, 105 to 70 some. And he started waving a white flag, and I just shook my head and said, no, nope, no, no, uh uh. Whoever got the defensive rebound on his all star team, they were shooting the ball. And that was not happening with this, this group I had. They'd be at the free throw line, and I'd go, hey, if he hits the free throw, get into 12, trap the first pass, take away the middle. <laughs> Bang. McWerther just ran everything, man. He was good. I, he, he was, was good. He was oh really good. Coach, thank you so much for your time. 
I really appreciate it. Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Yep. Thursday night, 7 o'clock, first round of the playoffs, Mount Mary College. Head over there. You're not quite sure who you play yet, right? No, it'll probably be Prairie State. Not that most of these junior right, colleges right. mean a whole lot, but that's that's who we play. Make but sure you up. say hi to Troy Coleman. Yeah, for, for uh, Mike McGivern. Not listening because I don't want. <laughs> he, he's gonna say I don't remember. Yeah, I'm whatever, gonna tease Troy. him about it tomorrow you, for sure. You do that. That kid got a nice MVP trophy. He wanted to take a picture of. He said, "Come on, coach, get a picture with me on this one." It was really fun. So raised a lot of money for a good cause. Hey, good luck. It's really nice to meet you. One of the young guns in this market. If there's anything that we can do for you, uh, please let me know. Come back if you would. Okay, awesome. Thank you for having me. You really bet. appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week. He's sitting on the couch. You get a 35 on his eight. Him and I are like twins. No, to ACT no, scores. No, it, no. Is that a because, hairline joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thirty-five on ACT. Oh, okay, great. I'm pretty right. sure I did. Thirty-five. He's a hairline. Wow. You know, Bennett, you got great hair. You better watch it, man. It's you keep you keep playing Martin Luther. It's going to get crazy. You're going to it's going to start falling no doubt about that. This is the Wendy's Varsity <laughs> Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save Stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. So who is this week's Student Athlete of the Week? Who's making a difference in their community, in their classroom, and on the court? Let's meet the Pick and Save High School Student Athlete of the Week. Brought to you by your local Pick and Save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores. I love this segment. It's my favorite segment each time we do it. And uh, our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, he got a 35 on his ACT. Like I said, we're twins. I got a 35 on mine. Multiple attempts, though. I took it three times. <laughs> you add those three together. That's how I got my 35. But I'm going with 35. He is Quinn Cafferty, 6'5", forward center, post guy. I, I looked uh, up your stats this morning. You got to start shooting threes. That would be my recommendation for you. No, the coach Bennett <laughs> loves me for telling you this, but I think you should just start floating out to that corner and top of the key and just start firing them. Okay, you're a senior. <laughs> yeah, I love this. It's a good coaching coach, tip right there because he hasn't taken the three yet this year. So, yeah. my luck is he starts nailing them, and my whole team starts yelling at me. Hey, congratulations! You're you, obviously your academics very important to you, and you understand the privilege and the right part of it uh your motivation for being such a good student athlete where'd that come from definitely my parents um they've instilled hard work in me um since i was really little and my brother was also a really good student and basketball player um four years older than me so watching him grow up and seeing how hard he had to work um it definitely kind of taught me what what it took to be successful your favorite class so far Mm. what do you think I honestly might say Coach Bennett's sociology class I was in. He's a um, smart kid, too, man. Boy, he's Look smart. smart. Not only is he's, he a good like test taker, smart. he's smart, too. So hold on. I've asked him three questions. One, your favorite memory, and he kits me with one. Hits mm-hmm. me with, right in the kid, mm-hmm. right in the kidney shot. And then he goes, oh, it's got to be Coach Bennett's. Man, this kid is sharp. <laughs> he's sharp now. He's sharp, and he can think on his feet, man. I'm not shooting at three, Mike. He's still not shooting three. Wait, who's your favorite player on your team to, to play with right now to be on your team? I'm sure it's 
Hmm. Probably the kids sitting right behind yeah, you, right? I, I got to say Tyrese. Yeah, you got to say Tyrese. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. Can we get Man. anything else there to figure out? <laughs> hey, so when you said uh, motivation came from your parents and it started at an early age, they, they obviously talked to you about the importance of, of grades first before you get on the court or the volleyball court or the basketball court. Um, and they, they held you to a higher standard, you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, ever since I was little, they would read books to me. They'd talk with me about issues that might have been a little older than than I was. But yeah. um, I think that and watching my brother and what he was doing really was the reason that I kind of decided to work hard in um, the classroom. What's your brother doing now? He's a senior at Notre Dame. Um, he is. Studying accounting. Oh, Man, does so he, does, you, what do you get? Thirty? Who who got the higher ACT score? I, I got a higher one by. Well, and who's one the better player. basketball player? Because you said he was a hooper. Definitely me. Oh, let, man. let him know. There you go. Let him know. Definitely me. Did you go to homecoming this year? I did. Yeah, you came. The girl closer than is she cuter than the one he went with senior? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's, man, that's awesome. You got all. He earned that thirty-five. That's he earned the thirty-five. <laughs> did you take it one time? I took it three times. You did. Oh, what'd you get on the other ones? Uh, both thirty-twos. Thirty-two, thirty-two, thirty-five. 35. What did you, how did you do, Mike? 12, 12, 11? <laughs> is that th- does that come up to 35? I didn't do so well in the math one. <laughs> Man, that's not right. That's not right at all. Hey, did you visit Notre Dame last week? I did, What did yeah. you think? It was, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. You've been on the campus a few times, right, because your brother's there? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of tradition there, too. Yeah, definitely. Is that in the running for you? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I was accepted um, in the early December, so... Wisconsin in the running? A little bit, yeah. I was accepted there too. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Wow, you got some great choices. You got some yeah. great choices. <laughs> Does your brother do anything uh, athletically there? Just intramurals or anything like that? Or? Um, yeah, intramurals, and then he was on their club volleyball team for a couple of years. So. Oh, and they travel. Yeah, they do. They travel. Man, have you been to a football game there? I have. I've been to two. What's that like? Ooh, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's that's on my bucket list. Sure. It, yeah, mine too. And, we got to hook that up. We we can do that. Yeah. Yeah, you've got. Why don't you get a speaking engagement there, and I'll be your date. Uh, I, um, you can be my assistant, but you're not going to be my date. <laughs> Do you mind if I dance with you? Date? You remember that line? Yes. Yes. Hey, we're going to uh, keep you over one more segment, and we're going to bring your teammate in, and we're going to talk a little bit about playoff basketball. And uh, during the break, I'm going to ask your coach uh, to give me some inside information on some of the stuff you guys are doing. He's not going to give me any. Have you seen? Uh, any of the schools. Who do you guys start with, by the way? We start with the winner of St. Francis and Shoreland Lutheran. Okay. Shoreland Lutheran, obviously pretty familiar with. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and then if you guys get past that, probably St. John's. Yeah, most likely. Have you seen them? I've watched one game. Um, Coach Bennett put it on huddle of their game against West Dallas Central. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that game a few times. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good. They are good. Our sectional is extremely difficult mm-hmm. yeah coach, coach Bennett is really paying attention over here. he's making sure that you are not talking about looking ahead at all I mean look at the look on that face it's, he's waiting for he's waiting for you to say something McGivern. I got nothing just, just, I'm just why don't a, you ask I'm just if, a radio guy why don't you just ask if they have put anything new in in the postseason or do they just no. play it the no because they always do he got a 35 in his ACT he's on the honor roll and Bennett's a Bennett. They're get, they're not giving me anything. I mean, look, just look at that. They're not giving me. Hey, I got to call Jack for that stuff. That's who I got to call. Hey, you know I can I can be your assistant on that. Yeah, there you go. You call him. By the way, um, Coach Bennett, that envelope that I gave to you guys is a bunch of coupons for Wendy's. And so thank you uh, for for coming in. You can just stop and buy these guys lunch. Oh, thanks uh, for 
Yep, on the way home. What do you guys do for pregame meals, Quinn? You um, guys, you guys on your own? Yeah, you guys we're pretty much on our own. So we were like that too. And then the the fine people at Wendy's, um, Perkins, Chili's, and um, Fazoli's. Fazoli's have hooked us up. Uh, Coach Wallersheim and I went over and met with them before the season, and said, "Look, we've been struggling with this as a team. Can you help us?" And they sat with us and they put together a meal plan so that we eat three hours before the game. And and each week, each game, it's from one of the different four. And and it's unbelievable. Last uh, the game against Racine Prairie was uh, fajitas from Chili's. Mm. Wow, that was good. Wow. They gave us, I still have some of the chips at home. They gave me way too many. So it's wonderful. I'll talk to Coach Bennett about next year, making sure that they get they get hooked up with the boys at um, the people at Wendy's. I'm still Chili's. waiting on my first photo op with Student Athlete of the Week. Okay, you want to come to Racine tomorrow? Or next week, I mean? You know, college, your boy. Yeah. So yeah, what happens with this Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, I'm going to meet you down at the Pick and Save in Racine. Okay. Get a beautiful plaque. I'm going to uh, ask your coach, your teammates, family, if anybody wants to join us. Time that works for you and works for me. And uh, your local Pick and Save has a beautiful plaque for you. It'll go up on our website, go up on their Facebook. Congratulations, Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week. Thank you so much. You bet. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented as always by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You know, I used to be the uh, music selector here, and something happened, guys. You hired you hired a musical genius. My friends mm-hmm. call me Steve, well, and I look. My other friends to, call me Wonder. I look forward to meeting. <laughs> I look forward to meeting that guy that I hired because he ain't been around. <laughs> I've never met him. I can I can tell you that. I tell you what, if you were to do a poll of the listeners of the bumper music that has happened this season, I bet that he they lose. would be. Th- wow. Only because I've been doing it for so long, and they've got so used to, and they, they're comfortable with that. They're comfortable song. with the Monday. They like it. I get a lot of people saying, hey, I miss that coming out. Oh, do they? Do you? No. Okay. I've, never, <laughs> I've never gotten anybody that has said anything like that to me. You're doing a fine <laughs> job. Like hey, this has been a really fun show, and I like talking. Look, I understand the tradition of St. Catharines. I do, and I understand everything that goes into that school and making it a really quality education and athletic program and we are joined we've been joined by two of their players and their head basketball coach uh nick bennett that we've put on the couch now the last couple of segments and i've asked him to stay there because i want to continue our conversation with quinn cafferty and tyrese hunter Tyrese's six foot guard and quick as a hiccup and uh does not show a ton of emotion on the floor mm-hmm. you know you do that on purpose um i think it's just come with the game like i don't i get distracted very easy i can say that so things like me bringing a lot of emotion into the game is like brings me off my game. I just try to stay focused. Wow. Who's your favorite player? Um, Ella Iverson. It is. Yeah. Man, going old school a little bit. Yeah. Practice. You don't need to go practice. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about practice. That's awesome. Quinn, your favorite player? It's Tim Duncan. Oh, this is old school. I told you. See, I told you. Right old here. souls. I'm, I st- check his. Get his. ID. No. <laughs> Get his ID. I've known, Before the game, I've I think the, the WIA should go through an ID check. I Look, I've known about the kid. He had no idea. We knew about him when he was in seventh grade, that he was going to St. Catharines. He's going to seventh probably grade. play as a freshman. Interesting. Did he have a beard in seventh grade? He did not. He did not. Okay. You know, man, he's, 
I tell you what. He's a bearded wonder. That's what, that's what you should call him, the bearded wonder. <laughs> what about Allen Iverson's game do you like when um, you watch these old tapes? It's just the dog in him. Like, he brings heart, and you can tell he has great passion for the game, and he just – Great. <laughs> he just played. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I don't think anybody ever told me he was only six feet or whatever he was. Right. And what, what, 125 pounds. Man, he, <laughs> he was, was skinny, wasn't he? Thin, and he just. You're he right. Go he, after you. He had that. How about Duncan? Just fundamental plays the right footstep. Way. Yeah, yeah, everything that he. Yeah, man. His. Do you have work. Do you have a go to move? Uh, wait, not, never mind. No, I we, I have it on <laughs> tape. Probably, Three years of it. He can probably answer that question. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Can. Can. It's up under pump fake. Yeah. Okay. He, he opens up to the base. I, yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> you got it. Okay. He is, and you know what? When he gets it, there's a it's couple over. of spots on the floor that if he gets a clean look, it's done. Right. He, yeah, that's the thing about the great, the, the great ones. Part. The, the, the clown starts hitting free throws now. <laughs> now he's hitting free throws. So you would follow him, and so now. Yeah, last year he didn't hit a lot. Yeah, last year he struggled a little bit from the line. Mm-hmm. Not so much I wouldn't this say a year. little bit. A lot. <laughs> I, look, I'm being kind. I'm being kind. He, he was more Ethan Happ last year than he is. This year. Than Fantastic. Is this year, but his footwork, I don't know who taught him footwork. It's perfect. Well, Every if time. you heard his coach before, what did he say? We can always pivot. We every can every always, day, we can there's pivot. some pivoting going yeah, on. Yeah, he's and, they, and this, this game is won with your feet. People don't really understand that. The big game of basketball. Why are you is telling these guys this now? Why don't oh, you just wait. wait a couple weeks? I was just saying that for the people out our listening <laughs> audience. <laughs> hey, what happens if we do? Because that sectional f- semi is supposed to be at St. Catharines. Yeah, but if you guys are in it, it's not correct. I think that's a rule. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll find a neutral site. Martin Luther is kind of neutral. Because <laughs> now it's Greendale Martin Luther. It's a whole yeah. different place. Yeah, Just exactly. come on. Come on over to that place. Do you, um, Tyrese, do you get nervous around playoff time? Do you just, what, what changes for you? Anything? No, because it's pressure playoffs. Yeah. It's like win, go home. So it's like I've been in situations like AAU, win or go home brackets. And I've been in that Forever. situation plenty of times, and I know what it takes to win. And, yeah, there's a lot of respect from our team to your team, and I would I would assume it comes back. You think that some of these players we have with us pretty good players? Yeah, I play with them guys on and off the court too. Like we'll yeah. be at a local YMCA with each other. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sean and those guys come down. Yeah, we can come down to the Y and we play. Sean's starting offensively, starting to play a little bit. Sean can play. He's just got to go hunt up a shot once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, look. I know that they're hoping that that game that game happens. They're, they're hoping that that you guys get through, we get through, and uh, it's one one. Let's 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 figure it out. And I know that uh, there's a lot of respect that we have for for your coaching staff and you guys on the court, and we feel it's uh, coming back the the other way. I can tell you where it, it was really evident that when when uh, uh, Trey got hurt against you guys two years ago, and uh, as soon as the game was over, you guys all ran down to see how he was doing. And I thought, okay, the, the the mutual respect between these two programs is is big, and uh, it should be fun. It's short in practice. See, they won't give me any of this. Man. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try, but you're not gonna give me anything, right? No, no information. You guys uh, playing any zone or anything lately? Or? They just laugh. They're Come like, on, Cafferty. We're like friends now, yeah. me and you. Man, I'm not giving you that award. I'm taking that pick and save student athlete thing away. Hey, what do you got the rest of the, the weekend, Coach? You got any speaking engagements? No, I'm on? good, man. I uh, finished off uh, four 
speeches in two weeks and four states and three cities. And Man. I'm going to relax this week and Good for uh, you. I work on some taxes and stuff. So DavidCookSpeaks.com. Oh, taxes gone up with all those book sales, man. <clears throat> yeah, I've got. Uh, ho- I hope to have a tax problem. That'd be yeah, a good problem yeah, to have. <laughs> DavidCookSpeaks.com. The name of the book: Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. I would highly recommend it. I I've started reading it the second time, just so you know, and. Uh, it's a wonderfully written book. My whole family that I bought for Christmas say thank you. Thank you. And uh, it was a great, great gift from, from me to them. I learn more about you every time I read it. So thank you for putting that together. Guys, thank you. I'll, I'll be in touch. Quinn, next week we'll get you that award. And hopefully we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank, thank you. So thank you, for, thank having you having for having us. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. This wasn't so bad, right? Nah. No. <laughs> you walked in. You didn't want to come to the microphone. This is easy. This is good stuff. Thanks for listening. This is the Wendy's. Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 